With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, the verdict is in guilty, guilty, guilty as charged. Derek Chauvin is going away for a long, long time. It didn't take long. Didn't leave a lot of doubt. You'd think that everyone would be happy. This is the verdict, as Joe Biden called it, the right verdict. This is the verdict that Maxine Waters wanted, but not everyone's happy. Our president, our vice president, they want to remind you again what an awful racist country it is. And Nancy Pelosi, she just wants to thank... Thank George Floyd, you know, for dying. It was nice of George. We will give you all the reactions, our reaction. We will break and down, break down and analyze all the angles on the Chauvin verdict today in the Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they got to help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget, get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, first I want to uh, add my voice to that of uh, Nancy Pelosi and just say thank you, George Floyd, for dying. It was very nice of you for dying. Um, honestly, I think we've had enough, at least for this week, of 80-year-old California women from California who are out of their minds, who are no longer uh, of sound mind. We had uh, Maxine Waters calling for confrontation. If they don't get the verdict they're looking for, by the way, they didn't because she wanted first-degree murder. She wanted Derek Chauvin to be convicted on a charge that wasn't even one of the charges. She wasn't convicted of first-degree murder, even though... He wasn't being charged with that. Anyway, and uh, in in other Maxine Waters news, the Democrats voted unanimously to not censure her, even though she was calling for violence and uh, demanding a verdict in a trial, which is uh, about as un-American and outrageous and out of place as she could be. But, you know, she's, uh, she's Mad Max, so they give her a pass for everything. And she's happy today, as lots of people are happy today, that... Justice was served that 
Derek Chauvin was convicted on all counts and convicted quickly. Um, and I, but I do get, I do feel like there's a little bit of disappointment in the mob because I mean, let's be honest, what do you do with all those bricks and soup cans and Molotov cocktails? Do they, do they keep, can you put them in the, in the basement or in the, in the shelf and till next time until there's another chance to, you know, throw a brick at a cop. What do you do with all that stuff? What do you do with your plans? I assume you go out, you celebrate as you should. I don't blame anybody for feeling like justice was served because it was, uh, we'll get to the count. We'll get to how this all played out. I just wonder if, now, just in, it probably won't happen, but what if now they do interview the jurors? Jurors are free to speak after they, they're let go and they're not in any danger. Their houses, their their neighborhoods, their families are all safe because this is the verdict the mob was looking for. But what if they say, I had some questions about that third degree murder charge, but I didn't want to take any chances. I mean, that will be something if that comes out if someone admits that they were affected that they were intimidated by not just uh maxine waters but joe biden or not just joe biden but the media by everybody by the new york times they were there were people threatening indirectly and directly to dox the jurors and i said this yesterday when i i predicted they'd be he'd be convicted on two counts of the three and maybe a hung jury on the third because the third one didn't really apply the, and we can get to that. We can get to that third-degree murder, which the judge didn't even want to charge him with, but was forced by the courts to uh, reinstate the third-degree murder charge, which it, I didn't think it'd be that simple to just convict him on all three. I thought, the, and, and who cares? He'd get the first two. He'd get you know twenty years. He'd play. He'd do the hardest time anyone's ever done. I think everyone, most everyone, would have been pretty content to see him get convicted on two of the three and get a long uh, sentence, but. Um, um, uh, we'll get to that. I just wonder if, and the judge even says grounds for appeal. If we found out the jury was indeed intimidated, that they were indeed afraid. And again, I would not blame them. Did, did you need Maxine Waters to say what she did to be <laughs> afraid? Cause I don't think good, I would have needed that. It's a good question. You know, you know, you're right. You're right. She made it. She said the quiet part out. A quiet part outlined that there were actual elected officials, powerful Democrats, who were um, supporting this this ominous threat that hung over the courthouse. The day that they didn't change venue was the day you knew the mob was going to be a factor, which is why it should have been changed. And that's another grounds for appeal. And every legal expert I've seen so far has said he's not going to win an appeal, but he certainly will have, he does have grounds for appeal. And she might, there might be the name Maxine Waters and the name Joe Biden in that appeal. And, uh, you know, what else? Why not? If <laughs> you're Derek Chauvin, why not? Because I don't, I'm not sure. I, I thought he'd have a chance of uh, acquittal if it were in Idaho or in Guam. I'm not so sure. I, you know, th this jury, Came back quickly. Didn't ask a lot of questions. They 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 didn't. Uh, I don't think they had a lot of debate. Did a lot of debating. This was clear. It was a message. There's no doubt in their minds. They they thought he was guilty as charged on all counts, which is fine. Derek, I mean that's just that's how it's supposed to work. You know, he had a fair trial. You know, judge, jury. They had you know they he had he had a, a capable defense. It wasn't. 
you know, the OJ team, the uh, this star team uh, that you know, money the, the money was no object. He, I think, had the lawyer that he got through the police union, and the guy Eric Nelson did his best. He had he had a tough job. He lost. He did his best. He made a, made a case. He tried to establish reasonable doubt. He he it didn't do it. But I want to say one thing, and we we mentioned this briefly yesterday about the trial and about why people starting at the top from Joe Biden to Nancy uh, to, to to Kamala Harris to everyone on down to to our uh, embarrassing delegation in Massachusetts. We can go over some of their statements. I just, I, I want to send a quick memo to the mass delegation of senators and Congress people. We know the verdict won't bring George Floyd back. Is that just a little um, pet peeve of mine? But why does everybody have to say that? Why does everybody have to say the verdict will not bring George? Who thought he was going to come back if they uh, voted guilty? I mean, honestly, it's just, it's just an annoying thing that I can't. Every politician, everyone, no, is won't bring George Floyd back. Kamala Harris said it. Biden said it. Every they had the, all the guys that were there with Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and the whole crew. Um, they were all saying he's not going to bring George. He should be with his family, but he's not going to bring him back. We got you. Not going to bring him back. Not going to bring him back. But the other thing they all do, including the president, vice president, and many, many Congress people and senators, is immediately shift to race talk. And I'm just, I, someone mentioned this, and it took me a minute to to realize it, but I watched a good portion of the trial, not every minute. I watched the last, the closing statements. I watched wrap-ups every day and read a lot about it. Race wasn't a factor. Race wasn't used. The, the difference between, you know, looking at high-profile uh, criminal trials O.J. Simpson had that dream team, you know, Johnny Cochran and Kardashian and Alan Dershowitz and, you know, the whole crew. Uh, he, they used race. Obviously, it was all about race. It was, a, you know, telling the jury, jury uh, nullification, telling the jury that if you do, don't do X, this will happen. You know, this, this, and this is about years of injustice in this country. That didn't happen in the trial of Derek Chauvin. It wasn't about Years of injustice. It wasn't about system, systemic, systematic racism. It wasn't about Chauvin's uh, racism. I mean, there was no hit. Well, uh, I, they didn't introduce it. They, I don't even think they necessarily impl implied it. It was mentioned by the prosecution in passing, but it wasn't a big element here. If you watch the trial, you respect the verdict. You know, even though every time they mention the jury, it's six. Six, uh, six men, I mean, six white people, six minorities and two mixed race or something. They go to the race. So breakdown every time they mention the jury and I think, uh, what is it? Four women, five men, whatever. It was a racially diverse jury. They voted to convict and to convict quick, to convict quick. Everyone said, good. We had a trial. That's how it's supposed to work. This isn't about you know, throwing Molotov cocktails or screaming about racism. It's about the evidence. And apparently they looked at the evidence and they voted to convict. And that's a good thing. That's the, that's how it's supposed to work. It's not supposed to be about people, you know, throwing bricks or threatening, you know, threatening to, to burn buildings down, but they didn't make I don't know, the prosecution, certainly the defense, even the media. It didn't seem like it was about race. 
doesn't stop Joe Biden, doesn't stop uh, Kamala Harris to come out and make statements along with a whole bunch of other politicians, including the whole defense team and that the, the vile Keith Ellison, the attorney general, friend of Farrakhan, to make it all about race. Well, where's the evidence? Where I mean, why is it? <laughs> why can't it just be about justice? Why can't it just be about a criminal being held accountable and brought to justice? Justice for George Floyd. That's all well and good. But why is it about years? I mean, Joe Biden was literally talking about kids afraid to go outside because the cops will you know, kill, I don't know, kill them or whatever. The cops will be racist. And we're dealing with decades of, I mean, uh, centuries of uh, systemic racism and racism, race, 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 race. That's all they talk about. That's all they think this is about. And it's not that to me. Well, that's because they have to find a way to be involved somehow. Like, what are, what are they going to say? They're just going to go out there and talk about the facts of a case? They have nothing yeah, to talk say about outside of race. Being, here's what, you know, I'll tell you, it's a good question. You know what the answer to that is, Cullinane? The number one thing Joe Biden should be talking about, and Kamala Harris, and for that matter, Nancy Pelosi or Elizabeth Warren, is peace in the streets. That's what they, they should be saying. Don't riot. Don't loot. Don't burn. Respect your neighbors. Follow the friggin' law. That, that would be real leadership for Joe Biden to stand up there and say, you know, listen to me. He goes into this whole fake emotion. He leans over into the podium to me. And let me tell you, Joe, George Floyd should be with his family. And you know what I'm saying? How about this? Say everybody in Minnesota and Seattle and D.C. and everywhere. Stop it. Remember he said that about people in Georgia who want to look at IDs before you vote? Stop it. Stop that, he said. Cut it out. How about you say that to looters and rioters and criminals who have people, taxpayers and, and store owners living in fear, who, who are rooting hard for this verdict and were thrilled with this verdict because they didn't want their windows smashed, their building burned again. And by the way, to see the people who did it go free after you know a booking and and you know the, the, the take a picture and go ahead now all charges dropped you can go free people are sick of that Joe Biden that would be leadership for Joe Biden to say we've had enough we're sick we're done you're going to get arrested you're going to you know stay in jail whatever we're not going to tolerate it anymore but he doesn't have the guts it, they are cowards Biden Harris Pelosi all the elected officials who don't decry this, who do not condemn this in the, hard, the strongest possible terms and say, we're not going to put up with it anymore. It's insane that we're giving them, what was the term the Baltimore mayor said, room to, uh, you know, room to express themselves, room for violence where they can actually go out and break things and you don't you know, arrest them because you understand they're angry, they're frustrated. Well, they're happy today, I thought. They're happy. They got the verdict they wanted. They got justice. What, why, why would you allow one person to break one freaking window? I'm just, I don't think, I think, I, I think since we, I think since we stopped recording uh, earlier in the day, I think the only city that I heard say, you know, please keep it calm tonight was LA. And I think it was like religious leaders in LA, oh, came really? up. but nobody, nobody in DC, nobody in Chicago or anywhere else or obviously Minneapolis, but LA was the only place. And I they're saying that. we understand they're angry and Joe Biden will say, we understand decades, centuries of, uh, of uh, systemic racism and we understand this country was built on whatever and they will justify it and they will cut them slack instead of just putting their fist down their foot down and saying enough of this that would be leadership that would be by the way after he chronicled our you know shameful history in this country and how everybody's 
uh, racist. And uh, he said, we must come together and unify. We must come together and unify. Sure, Joe. Sure. We're all going to come together and unify after you just spent 15 minutes telling us what an awful racist country this is. I'm just so sick of it. And I know a lot of people are sick of it. It's, there, are, there must not be uh, that much racism when you, they have to make it up, you know, and, and on and on about race. And I'm saying, wait a second, that didn't come up. That wasn't, this wasn't the OJ trial. This, this wasn't an, I mean, you didn't have, uh, you know, be, uh, Chauvin or anybody using racial terms or racial epithets. And there was no history there. It just, you know, cops deal with all kinds of races and all kinds of races and, and genders and everything else. They're, they're used to it. They're not, I mean, there was no race here. By the way, there was no racial element in, you know, Adam Toledo, uh, the shooting. And that, tragic as it is, there's no racial element. They have to jam it in. And, and they went to this press conference with Sharpton and Jesse and just started listing all the uh, black people who've been shot by cops over the years, including Michael Brown, who tried to kill a cop, and on and on. And I'm saying, what about, you know, all the black people killed in Chicago? I mean, I just wrote this down. It's amazing to get all these people, community leaders, community organizers, and all upset about violence and shooting. And, and I'm saying, wait a second. The the numbers, and I, I tweeted this out earlier, the numbers, uh, I believe in 2019, there were 13 unarmed black men shot by cops. In 2020, it's 18, 18 55 people were shot, unarmed people were shot in this country by cops last year. 18 were black. Police have millions of interactions with people, with the public every day. 18 people, 18 black people unarmed shot in this country last year. Uh, yeah, last year. That's not even as many are shot in Chicago every weekend. There are nights in Chicago where more people are shot. Kids, seven-year-olds at the drive through are shot than the entire year in the entire country. And yet we sit and let, oh, one politician after another act as if there's some epidemic. Oh, they're hunting us as LeBron James, they're hunting us in the street. And I understand if you're on MSNBC and you're one of these Joy Reid types or these lunatics who are just ranting and raving and making stuff up, that's fine. You're an entertainer. You're, you know, it's, you're, it's a, you're in the private sector. Go nuts. But isn't there some responsibility for a politician, particularly a president, a vice president, to, I don't know, stick to the truth? Two, two things they never seem to do. They never seem to praise the country. And as we've said many times, it's the least racist place, the least racist country in the world. I mean, people coming in from all over, people of color coming in from all over. If it's so awful, if it's so systemically racist, what the hell are they doing? But 18 people entire year, that's a, a bad night, an average night in Laurie Lightfoot, Chicago. But um, so far in Chicago this year, Kellenate, so far it's April 20-something, 907 so far this year. It's April, 907. I have that right, 907 have been shot. 907. And we're going to sit and act like, you know, the cops – Shooting unarmed, uh, you know, men of color is some kind of epidemic. When, you know, down the highway, short flight away, they all these all these frauds, Sharpton and and Jesse and and and, and uh, uh, you know Maxine and the whole bunch could all go to Chicago and see, you know, 
spend the weekend and see, you know, a few dozen people, kids shot dead. And then they can tell us about, you know, the epidemic of violence and in, in, in the cops who are for the most part, the ones on the front line fighting it. It just seems so wrong to demonize them, you know, as a whole. And you'll hear it. Maybe not every part. You'll hear it when you hear these rallies. It's all, and I just watched a guy saying, you know, all cops are murderers. All cops are bastards at, at a, uh, at a rally in, uh, in Minneapolis. It's happening. It's going on right now, but, um, here, here's, a, a, I want to go uh, mention a couple things. Greg Gutfeld said, I know that'll surprise you. They want to refer to something Gutfeld said, but on the five, they had a brief show with all the breaking news. And he mentioned one other thing that seems to be a uh, mischaracterization. I mentioned, you know, how they're jamming race into this and where it doesn't belong as, you know, not, surprises washington is full of race baiters and demagogues like our president vice president like all of our elected leaders they 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 love it when race is a factor and they love to get up on the high horse and talk about this awful racist country but it's also not divisive you know this i wasn't rooting i didn't want to see chauvin you know obviously i'm on the other side of the the aisle from you know maxine waters and and, uh, you know, whatever, uh, Jacob Fry, <laughs> lightweight mayor uh, of Minneapolis. But nobody wanted to see Chauvin walk. <laughs> How is it divisive if everybody says, good, you know, that what he did was criminal at some level? I'm not sure, you know, third degree murder applied. I know it's uh, called me crazy, but I was looking at the, I was just reading the law again, and it didn't seem like the judge thought it even applied. But anyway. Nobody wanted to see him walk. Nobody wanted to see him reinstated. Nobody wanted to see him them say, oh, yeah, you know, Floyd got what he deserved. I mean, he, he, has, he was entitled to defense. It was entitled to bring up the drug addict, you know, drug use and, and all that and his previous uh, encounters with the law and his, and his actions when he was frantic and manic before they got him on the ground. I mean, he put up a defense. He tried. He lost. He's he's going away probably for the for the rest of his life. But who's who's happy? I shouldn't say who's happy. Who's mad? Who's disappointed? Who's angry? Nobody. Nobody. It's really not divisive. It's the law and order people like me said this is law and order. This is how you settle your, your differences. He gets arrested. He gets charged. He gets convicted. He goes to jail. Hooray! Everybody's happy. It's not about you know taking to the streets and, and throwing a brick. It's about the law. This country of laws, not men. Country of laws. He didn't follow the law. He broke the law. He, he got charged and uh, tried and convicted. God bless him. But the other thing Gutfeld said. That well, God I also I, I also think it was that because of the case, there was such an anti-cop sentiment out there that if you were proactively defending cops in right. any manner, you're now the bad guy and you now are the people that want Chauvin to get away with it when really, no, you just want the legal system to play out the right way. And and why can't you be? Yeah, why can't you be? Let's let the legal system. Oh, that used to be what elected leaders did. Let's let the legal system play out. Now, they come in like Maxine Waters and say, "Damn it, we need a guilty verdict on first degree murder." Or Biden, the president, saying he was hoping for the right verdict. How how, how irresponsible is that? The president 
is painting the jury, and I know they were sequestered, but I don't care. He's the president. His word matters, and they probably heard it somehow indirectly, but saying we need the right verdict, the right verdict, you're the president. You're supposed to, how about you wait, you know, 10 minutes and see what verdict they got, and then you can render your own opinion on it. But I mean, the, the politicians are so shameless. I watched the governor of Minnesota, the mayor of Minneapolis, it's just despicable. They're on and on and on about racial injustice and systemic racism. And you're saying, that's not a case. We just put a white cop on trial uh, for killing a black uh, guy. And, and he got a jury of his peers, mixed race. And he got plenty of, uh, got a good defense, got evidence. And he lost. He got convicted. Is that really the time to talk about systemic racism when you put a black, a white cop away for 40 years, likely for hurting, killing a, a black man? It doesn't seem like that's a good time to get up on your high horse, Reverend Al or, or Maxine Waters and talk about systemic racism. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining all systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. The other thing Gutfeld did, which got everybody going on, you know, Cable News America, is he came out, and you can play it, but I'll set it up and... Uh, it was initial reaction. It just broke. The verdict, boom. They go to you know, Dana Perino and Jesse Waters. They go to uh, Gutfeld, and he says he's glad that he was convicted on all counts, even though he doesn't think he was guilty of everything. And that got it, set everybody off. Really selfish. Uh, I'm glad that he was found guilty on all charges. Yeah. Even if he might not be guilty of all charges. Oh my God. I am glad that he is guilty of all charges because I want a verdict that keeps this country from going up oh. in flames. Uh-uh. Oh my goodness. No. What do you mean? Look, Greg, listen. What do you mean? No, I'm at least being honest. I, my, my, ta my neighborhood was looted. Greg, I don't ever want to go Greg, through that again. We do not sacrifice individuals for the sake I'm of I'm saying he's guilty. I'm saying I'm glad uh, about the verdict. See, he, again, said the quiet part out loud, because isn't that what many millions of people in the country were saying? As the trial went on, they presented evidence that made you, that may have presented reasonable doubt about 
some of the counts or at least one of the counts and you know the the cause of death was an issue and the proper police protocol so you're thinking maybe again on that third uh, third degree murder charge um, maybe you know they have a hung jury or an acquittal on that and convict on the other two so he says i'm glad he's guilty in all counts even though he maybe he wasn't you know the evidence didn't prove it it's not, I mean, it's, maybe it's not something you should say out loud on a cable news, but as he says, he's being honest. He lives in the city. His city got, his neighborhood got trashed, got looted over the summer, and he's hoping that it doesn't happen again. And the chances of it happening again went way, way down as soon as the verdict came in. Now, do you know, and I, again, I followed the coast case pretty close. I'm just going to guess you don't know, Cullinane, if he technically... If they technically, I should say technically, if they really proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was guilty of third degree murder, which is used, uh, it's not used often, it's used against an example they give of a drug dealer who sells drugs that kill people and, you know, kills a bunch of people and it didn't mean it. Um, third degree um, re murder requires prosecutors to prove that someone caused the death of another by perpetrating an act eminently dangerous to others and ev evincing, evincing a depraved mind without regard for human life. I guess you could say that part. It says, historically, third-degree murder has been used to prosecute drug dealers who sold deadly products who weren't planning to kill specific individuals. So there, it, um, the judge initially said, nope, drop that out. The courts forced them to put it back in. So he didn't think it applied. It applied. The jury said it applied. They convicted him. Maybe Gutfeld doesn't think he's guilty of that, but he's I shouldn't say he's glad. He doesn't care that he's convicted because it saves his neighborhood. Now, that's a cynical way to look at it. But is it really that different from, you know, 90% of the people in the streets the last few nights? They don't care about any technical definition of, of these charges and whether they apply. And, you know, legally, they just want him to go away. Justice, you know, for George Floyd. And... Is it really that different from, you know, uh, Maxine Waters, a sitting congresswoman who says, I don't care, guilty, guilty, guilty. You think she watched one minute of the trial? Do you think Joe Biden watched one minute of the trial when he said, we need the right verdict? So if they convicted on two of the three and not the third, he'd get, get a lot of years. It, it wouldn't really change much. But, you know, there would be impetus for, for anger and and uh, maybe for, you know, rioting and, and protesting because they wanted it across the board. So if Gutfeld says maybe he wasn't guilty of that, but I'm glad he got vic convicted, I understand. I just, I'm surprised, like Janine Pirro and everyone else, that he said it. You know, what's, what's the difference? What's the difference between that mentality and what we've been saying the past couple of days with like jurors? Like I was talking about that with my wife. Like, I got two little kids. Like if I were right. a juror on this, you're damn right I'd convict them. Like whether what? I thought it or not, I'd be scared shitless. I, I, I don't know if I would, but I might put it that way. And that's bad enough. You know, that's, I'm not saying flat out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care about my kids. I wouldn't care about my house, my family, you know, my dog. I mean, these people, we've seen them. They thought that the house belonged to a prosecution witness. So they splashed blood on it and put a pig's head, threw a pig's head on it, on the front steps. It was the wrong house, but that's the way they think. Let's go to their house. He's a witness for the, uh, for the defense. Let's vandalize the house. So there's no underestimating what these animals, these Antifa scum will do when they find you, when they 
get you. So if these people indeed voted to acquit, and I think there was very little chance they were going to vote to acquit. We just thought there'd be one guy, maybe one holdout, and be a hung jury for one count. It'd just be something. Just anything to give an excuse for uh, anarchy. And, and that would, right. If they, were, if they convicted him on everything and he gets 99 years, uh, he'd be like, should have got 100. Let's go, you know, trash GameStop. There's people like that. They're out there. And Gutfeld lived with them because they trashed his neighborhood and he doesn't want it to happen again. Again, I don't blame him. It's kind of a cynical way of thinking. Just convict him. Leave me alone. But isn't that the way lots of people think? Isn't that the way lots of people, whether you watch the trial or not, said, I saw him put his knee on his neck. I know that uh, Chauvin's a bad guy. And, uh, you know, I want to see him do hard time. Um I, you know, it's, it's again, not ideal and maybe not, you know, something you say out loud on TV, but I understand. And there's no way Gutfeld, Gutfeld is alone. Um, it, I heard, I think uh, one, one of the legal analysts made a, a couple of great points. And you know what? You know what did him in? Everybody remembers nine minutes and 29 seconds. If you're a lawyer and you don't have to get down in the weeds with legal definitions and this, and and you and you're looking at jurors and half of them are half asleep and doodling and daydreaming, and you need to keep it simple. You know, like if the glove doesn't fit, you got to quit. I mean, you need to keep it simple. Nine twenty nine was pretty simple, and it was like uh, an unbelievable, unturnable amount of time to think that the neck, the knee was on there. And there were pictures of the knee on the shoulder, but others appeared to be on the neck. It, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good for Chauvin when you saw that picture, when you saw that video. And you thought how long it had to be there. And I heard a, an analyst, a lawyer, legal analyst, say two things. He never turned him over. Like, not once, like, took the knee off and moved him. Like, you know, like, you know, whatever, just moved because it can't be good to keep your knee on there for 929. And he never did uh, chest compressions or, you know, checked his pulse or anything. He just, so if you take that 929 and you, then you throw in this, uh, whatever this term disregard for human life, or uh, what was the term for third degree um, evinced a mind, a depraved, depraved mind. You just go back to the 929. Could you hold your knee on a guy's neck for almost 10 minutes? Could you? Or would you eventually say, this isn't good. He's handcuffed. I got to let him up. I got to move him. I got to you know, make sure he's okay. He didn't do any of those things. So I think it was very easy to take all those words from all three charges, you know, the culpable negligence and depraved mind and say, they all apply because of the 929. The, the, it was a, not a gift. It was, I guarantee when they were in their meetings, the prosecution, they had 929 on the big board. And they circled it and said, don't ever hesitate to mention nine minutes and 29 seconds. Because, uh, hell, uh, I mean, you could say, what takes that long? You know, it takes that's how long it takes me to run a mile, you know, almost. I mean, that's a long time. And, you know, uh, for I a think guy, when the guy. I think when I was driving back, listening live on the radio to the verdict, the anchor ABC News was said nine twenty nine a minimum of twelve times in sixty seconds yeah. leading up, <laughs> leading up to that verdict. I mean, you're right. It was it was everywhere. And from the media's perspective, it was so easy to work with. And no matter what happened tonight, you can either talk about the absurdity of nine twenty nine or they got it right because nine twenty nine 
and and if you're going to dumb it down, I mean, there are obviously some analysts that really want to get in the weeds and give you the legal. But if you're just one of these talking heads, if you're just, you know, whatever, Don Lemon, and you're rooting for a verdict, and you're trying to, you know, um, hit people in the heart, you say, 929, how do you do it? How could you? What kind of person could hold his knee there on another human being uh, that long? And the counter, the, the, I guess, rebuttal, essentially, from the defense is, that's police protocol. That's appropriate. See, here's the manual. They actually said that he could have used more um, drastic measures. He could have tased him. You know, he could have done that thing where you tie the back of the hands to the feet like a like a like on a rodeo cow calf or whatever. You know, there's a term for that, but they're allowed to do it. And some police departments teach it in that situation. So they said, hey, he could have done worse. And then the defense, the prosecution goes back to 929. And that's not going to be good for the other cops who have to go to on trial. This is real bad for them because the jury spent, you know, 10 hours, which seemed like 10 minutes before coming back with this resounding uh, verdict. Um, but that, they were there. And I realized they all weren't holding down his neck or, you know, hearing him you know, the, take his last press because he was closer. But they were all there. They were all being berated by the by the bystanders including the MMA guy in the in the in the off-duty fire fire woman they they apparently had pretty convincing testimony in this case the bystanders that was pretty good stuff it was weird that it was all allowed by the judge asking the bystanders how did you feel when you watched this happen and they cried and they talked about their emotions which seemed a little odd but anyway um those people are they all going to testify when the other three cops go to trial? I mean, this is not good for those guys. And uh, yeah, I assume you know it'll be it'll be similar. There'll be everybody out there demanding justice, demanding a guilty verdict. Maybe uh, you know Maxine will come back to Minnesota because it was hey, let's be honest, she got her way. She got her way, and not one Democrat had the courage, the guts to vote to censure. This awful woman who is 82 and completely insane. But anyway, she's happy and so is everybody. But there'll be, you know, obviously there'll be protests and there are people who are up to no good. And lots of them are, you know, dressed in all black with a hoodie on and, and, and a brick in their hand. And they're not going home to, you know, watch Netflix tonight. They're uh, uh, today, tomorrow, this rest of the week. They're looking for trouble. And I don't think this, you know, this obviously is the verdict they were looking for. But uh, I don't think these are the kind of people who just say, okay, we're good. We'll go back to, you know, I was going to maybe uh, go bowling tonight. So uh, we don't have to go riot. We'll go bowling instead. I don't see that. One other thing. Did you, did you, uh, did you want to play? Did we want to play the gut fell with uh, Ted Williams? Because this was bizarre. He, Ted Williams is a legal analyst. He's been on for years. Um, not the Ted Williams, but in the middle of his report, he starts talking about Gutfeld being off his meds. <laughs> and <laughs> Gutfeld goes, what? And this is in the middle of a live you know, like report right after the verdict. And they didn't allow the two to go at it. But it was a pretty bizarre and uh, uh, memorable moment in cable news. Is he? Uh, is, is Gutfeld, what time does he record his show? He's got to react to all this stuff tonight, right? I don't know. It's not That's live, a good question. Yeah. I think it is. They get a lot. I don't know. I never know what's live and what's not. You know, it's the trick photography. They 
They, you know, I'm sure some of it is live, but he will react to it. Hey, you got it, right? You got That's it. That's true. Yeah, you got to do it. People, like, yeah. All his fans are going, you know, that guy, you know, that was out of line. Again, I, I understand why everybody was jumping on Gutfeld because you're not supposed to say that. But what he was saying is the same mentality, the same mindset that lots of people had. Don't you know, bother me with all the details on every charge and every detail, every, uh, you know, legal, legal term. Just put them away and save my neighborhood, you know? And I think Gutfeld gets extremely passionate and angry when he thinks about this because he watched, like he said, businesses in his neighborhood trashed, destroyed, and nobody paid a price. It still seems insane when you read, if you follow, you know, some of these Twitter accounts and follow the, you know, the uh, Antifa scum when they, when they, you know, get arrested, get their mug shot, they're back on the street the next day, they get arrested again. And, you know, if, if you wear a MAGA hat and you take a selfie outside the Capitol, you could go away for uh, 10 years, but you burn a, burn a church in Portland, no big deal. But anyway, we've talked about that enough. One other quick item before we wrap this up, uh, Cullinane, because it's, it's relevant and it's frightening. And uh, some people care and some people don't, but this is genuinely scary. We talked about the paramedic in Salt Lake City who donated $10 to Kyle Rittenhouse, the vigilante teenager who shot three people, killed two uh, in self-defense, clearly, if you look at the video uh, in, the, in the photographs in Kenosha. Um, but he obviously, you know, he's on the wrong team. He's not allowed to use social media. He's not allowed to use GoFundMe or any uh, um, of the social media companies that to help his defense. So they did, uh, I don't know how they got people, they uh, solicited donations and that was leaked or hacked that account of everyone who donated a paramedic and saw it gave him $10. So the media was pounding on his door asking for answers. Why would you give to this guy in Norfolk, Virginia police, uh, police officer, I believe he's second in command in the Norfolk PD was fired for donating $25 to Kyle Rittenhouse. Wrote a little note, said, you know, we're with you. Good luck. And uh, gave him $25. And the paramedic didn't get fired. He got outed and he got doxxed by the media because, you know, the media is just scum. But this guy lost his job and he's going to fight it, I assume. But I don't get this. I need someone to explain to me why you can't donate to Kyle Rittenhouse. The, the vice president, Kamala Harris, before she was vice president, she led the effort to raise money for the rioters in Minnesota who looted 1,000 businesses and burned a police station to the ground. Our vice president asked people to donate. I believe 13 people in Joe Biden's campaign donated. Hell, who are the barstool guys? We I know we talked about this back when, Colin A, but the big feud fight between uh, uh, some people at Barstool, I guess Portnoy and, and his... You know, oh, his, was that our friend Ellie Schnitt? She yeah, but there were others. Uh, what's his name? KFC wrote a whole yes. thing about how he's right. changed his yep. mind about Colin Kaepernick. has seen the light, but yeah, Ellie Schnitt did a thing where they raised money for the bail fund for these criminals. And they don't... No, I, mean, I, what, I don't want them to lose their jobs. It doesn't seem illegal. It seems stupid, but now, if you gave money, hell, not a lot of money, 25 bucks to Kyle Rittenhouse because you feel like the kid needs help uh, defending himself, you get fired. Get fired. 
but whatever. It's a crazy, crazy world, and uh, there are two two systems systems of justice here. And I hope this cop fights it, and I hope he wins. But I don't even know if he's uh, unionized, but I hope he's got a good lawyer and he fights it and wins because that is madness. He doesn't even get due process. I know that's a antiquated term in this country too, but no due process. You donate to someone they don't like, who, by the way, will probably get acquitted someday because the video is quite clear that he's shooting in self-defense. And the, by the way, the people he shot were really bad people. Uh, not that that you know, makes makes him innocent, but the video does, makes uh, certainly makes the case for self-defense. If he's acquitted, does this guy get his job back because he donated to an innocent person? It's just bizarre. We'll stay. We'll keep track of that. He's not the last one. They get the whole list. The media's got the whole list of uh, donators to uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. They will be doxing them all, and hopefully, they won't all lose their jobs. But that is a story that's not going away. Kind of like, kind of like this one, as you saw. The DA, uh, the Attorney General in Minnesota, the the lovely Keith Ellison, a follower of Farrakhan and a supporter of Antifa, is the Attorney General. He said, "We're, we're on to the next case. You know, you're on to the Dante Wright case. So uh, it ain't gonna end anytime soon. The civil, the uh, civil unrest in uh, in Minnesota. But uh, hopefully, this verdict uh, made everybody happy and sent lots of them home to." to bed and uh and it is uh, the damage is minimal but we'll see we'll i, th- I think we need uh just in case because just in case nothing happens between now and tomorrow morning and we're not back for uh, another podcast episode i think the last word on the chauvin trial i think has to go to nancy pelosi if you ask me oh, i mean that's, let's hear from uh, yeah. Nancy. yeah we started with nance we should wrap it up with uh, nancy pelosi the 80 year old uh, cognitively declining uh, speaker of the house thank you george floyd for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. There's, there's, there's the last word on this one. And maybe yes. even some, maybe some of the tweets of, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, sports not getting involved in politics. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to look at the comments of the Raiders Twitter handle. This, oh, uh, no. This? I, I was going to read the comments, too. It, oh, there. Oh, my God. I can breathe. Is, yes. It no, is, they, uh, I saw the statements from the NFL and uh, NBA, and they just they hit all the talking points. They're kind of like Joe and Kamala talking about, uh, you know, the, the bigger meaning of all this instead of just saying, good. You know, the, the, the guy got stay in court and a fair trial, got convicted. He's appealing, I'm sure, based on the comments, using the comments that uh, Maxine Waters and Joe Biden made, using the fact that they didn't change a venue. And I just wonder, again, if a juror comes out or two jurors come out and say, we were scared to death. <laughs> You're not going to blame them. I mean, I wouldn't blame them one bit. I might do the same thing. But, man, that will be a sad day in America if the jurors say, we didn't even listen to the <laughs> evidence we were just scared that these nuts were going to burn our house down so that won't be good but hey maybe it won't happen maybe uh you know it doesn't uh, suit the narrative so they'll leave the, the folks leave them all alone and let them go about their lives they had a tough job man that was not an easy job and they got it done and got it done quickly so we should thank them but uh and uh thank everybody thank to dcu and alec paving and shake concrete and pluto tv and everybody else thanks for everybody for uh 
watching on YouTube, Colin I didn't even uh, read any comments. Should I? Sh- did you mark any out for me? No, nothing crazy. Just you know the typical talking points. But everybody's pumped. We're back on live, so happy to happy to do it. Happy to get the feedback, and uh, we'll keep doing it, which is good. Well, now I'm going to start watching. Uh, oh, people are uh, messaging me about how badly the rating book was for WEI. Really? Oh, no, just, that's a shock. It's kind of a old story heard that one before but uh, just keep sinking man those are uh, really grim numbers why do bad things happen to good people huh <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that on uh, thursday's show we'll see yes we'll get all the numbers and break them down but uh, now we won't we won't they're bad just put it that way they're bad congratulations to the to the to the other sports station for kicking the crap out of them again but uh, we will leave it there thanks to everybody for chiming in the comments i'll read them all next time but uh, we had to do this. This was fresh. This was raw. This was immediate. We had to get to the uh, uh, reaction to the verdict, and uh, we'll do it again. It'll be. It'll be. This will go on for a few days. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing for for the uh, for the system of justice. It's a good thing for the neighborhoods. It's a good thing for Minneapolis and Seattle and Boston too. Hopefully, uh, everybody goes home and has a good night and doesn't uh, feel the need to throw a brick. But. Uh, That'll do it. This is the uh, Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Seven years ago, college wrestler Damian Hurd disappeared from a party in Gunnison, Colorado. Everyone has been drinking or whatever the usual party scene. When, how, and why he left are questions I need your help to understand. Nobody's heard from him. No, it's just like he disappeared. From Cold Case Productions and Podcast One, Final Days on Earth, The Life and Death of Damien Hurd. I'm your host, Claire Sanima. Join me April 20th for the season premiere. Are you headed back to college this fall? Amazon has part-time jobs with students in mind. With starting pay up to $20 an hour and shifts that work with your schedule, you'll be able to balance school, work, study time, and social time. So beat the fall rush and go to Amazon.com slash student jobs to start looking for a part-time job. Not only will you earn while you learn, but you'll get to add Amazon to your resume and jumpstart a career that can take you places. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced Sunrise Batch Coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.